0: In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be comfortable. About seven or eight years ago, I went for the first time to the Society of St. John the Evangelist. It's a monastery in Boston. And it was my first silent retreat, and it was February, and it was freezing cold, and I landed in Boston and took a cab from the airport to Cambridge, There was snow and ice on the ground. I go in, I check in, and the one who welcomed me, he said, go ahead, throw your stuff in your room that church is about to start. So I put my stuff in my room, and I was trying to find a make my way to the chapel. And this building has all of these narrow hallways and doors that all look the same, and I had no idea where I was going. So I heard the sound of the organ, and I could smell the incense, and I saw a door that said chapel. I was like, okay. So I opened it, and when I opened it, all of the monks were standing around in a circle. It was the sacristy, saying their prayers before the service started. I opened up the door, and I froze. Because I'm thinking, it's like you know, you just you're walking, you you know, in the middle of their prayer time. So I'm trying to find a way to very discreetly <laughs> close the door and just disappear into the wall. At which point, a monk, he stepped back from the circle and he looked at me, and he well, he he went like this, and just went like this, and I came and I joined the circle, and he stepped back in. So it was me and all of the monks surrounding the circle in prayer before the service started. I was so profoundly moved by that gesture of welcome. I mean, he could have said, you know, go on, or there's the chapel, but instead, welcome to our circle. So holding on to this image of welcome, which Jesus talks about, and looking back to the gospel from last week, which is a difficult gospel, hating your mother and your father and your mother-in-law and brothers and sisters. And, of course, Jesus is using some hyperbole in that reading just to help us to understand about within this community of faith, we have to rearrange our relationships. And so he's saying that if you put me first, then all the other relationships will fall into this order. All the ways that you may have fault relationships were in the past need to be viewed through a new lens. So keeping that in mind, this new community, then how are we to welcome others into it? And that's the topic of the gospel today. And Jesus talks about three things. He talks about prophets, he talks about the righteous, and he talks about the little ones. So, if you think about prophets... We know from the Old Testament, prophets were definitely not the ones you wanted to bring to your like you know, Thanksgiving dinner to tell good news. <laughs> they were always the ones who were pointing towards the ways in which they had sinned and separated themselves from God. They were willing to speak truth, even though it was not the most popular thing to do. I love Eugene Peterson's translation, The Message, the, the Bible translation. And this is what he says. He says, accepting a messenger, a prophet, of God is as good as being a messenger. So when you accept a messenger, you become a messenger. Now the righteous, the righteous are the ones who pursue healing and justice. Constantly reaching out, constantly looking for the ways in which they can love in profound and transformative ways. Think about our baptismal covenant. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons? That is the call of the righteous. And right now, there's, it that it's such a full time for us to consider this call to righteousness and who we are and who we want to be and who we want to reach out to and who we want to become. And then the third are the little ones. And something I didn't know was that the early Christians actually referred to new members as new into their community as little ones. Not in a negative way, but in a way to say you are now into our group and we're going to show profound hospitality to you. Early Christians were known for this. They were known for their sense of welcome much like those monks in the sacristy, opening up the circle and inviting me in. For we also knew that early Christians, it was difficult. It was difficult to be in that community. It was difficult to stand for what you believed in, to be a follower of Jesus. So Jesus is saying to us that these things, as a prophet, as a righteous one, and as a little one, this is how we understand ourselves in community. Now, that's not to say that we lose our sense of individuality or we lose the sense that we have unique gifts to bring to this community, but rather it's a way for us to take what we have and to offer it up. And I think we have to do that with a good dose of vulnerability. I love Brene Brown, and she seems to be and, and especially in this time, a, a really powerful voice about vulnerability. Because I know we all we're all here with our masks on, we feel very vulnerable. And she says about vulnerability that vulnerability is not about winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. It's so important, just to show up, however we can. And I and certainly I know that how we do that now seems so limited. But what Jesus says to us today is that even by offering a cup of water, we are showing what it means to extend hospitality. All of it is linked. All of us have our gifts, and we offer them with humility and vulnerability and strength. Yesterday, we, we gathered here to celebrate the life of Bill Heine, A.J.'s dad. And it was a really lovely service. Um, it was wonderful to hear his sisters, I mean, his daughters talk about, and his grandson to share their stories of him. And there was one overarching theme throughout the service was how Bill Heiney always extended hospitality, their front door <laughs> it was, it was rarely locked. You walk in the door and your family, no matter how full the table may seem, there was always a chair that can be pulled up to the corner. There was always a plate to be filled. There was also always a kindness to be extended. That's how he lived his life. What an example for us today. And what a wonderful convergence of a gospel reading about welcoming with this weekend in which we remembered his life. So we can start small or big. We can practice our hospitality. We can reach out to those who need us the most, but we must have eyes to see. Because in doing this, we we are able to be transformative and we can be agents of change as we become more ingrained and more deeply connected and to this beloved community. Amen.